triumphantly and celebrated and magnified and glorified all those fives for that initial entrance in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord for all those who are worshiping Christ our Savior, who believe in him as Lord and Savior. This day is such a crucial day of just cataclysmic celebration, <laughs> okay, earth-shaking celebration, which continues on now. So anyway, God bless you all. We are in our Life Nation. We are Life Nation. We are in our fifth week of our teaching series. I am excited. Oh my gosh. Praise God for Prophet Shantae in here with that gigantic smile on her face. If y'all can see that. Oh my Lord, have mercy. Some God is good. God is awesomely amazing to his children. So anyway, let's get into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for another magnificent day. We pray that those who would or were on this broadcast, that they would have their hearts and minds open to hear what you are saying and to be empowered and to be encouraged and to be ignited and to just just blaze a trail of greatness. Oh God, based on this message, Lord, we pray that those uh, that this message would go far and wide, that people would share it, hear it, and you know listen to it, and not just hear it, but let these words just activate another dimension of their lives. We pray this in the mighty and awesome name of Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. Anyway, amen. amen. So here we are in part five of high-powered protection. So today I'm doing something a little different. I'll be teaching from my tablet, and I just want to show you a few things today. Today's lesson is coming from Tumbling Towers. We can see that. Tumbling Towers. It is basically an artwork. I'm coming a little closer so you can see that a little closer. You know, Tumbling Towers. That is, you know, the artwork for the day. You can see that in your broadcast. Um, it's just an amazing work uh, that God is doing in us. And I want to explain this here. This artwork is kind of, when you look at it, basically it's, it's really represent the detonation, the detonating power of Christ that comes in and pulls down strongholds. So it's like one, you know, if you see this a little closer, if you were in my art exhibit in a gallery, I can explain more of it to you. But I don't belabor the time today. So it is a representation of the detonation of the explosive power of Christ in environments to break down strongholds. So anyway, let me go into our part five of this series, High Power Protection. Uh, I really like this tablet business with the uh, teaching. A lot better than paper. So anyway, as we know, if you got to go back, Listen to those four previous series of messages that we've put together. God has really been empowering us in this word. So, um, but I will repeat uh, this and review the initial quote that God gave me 20 something years ago that initiated this message series and art series. It says, um, many people think that gunpowder and steel are the best means of protection. If you really want protection, just dwell in the presence or the fortress or the place of God, okay? No one be, will be able to find, no one will be able to find uh, your perfect peace because it is hidden in the secret place of God. The attacks may come, all that kind of mess go forth, but whether you sleep or whether you're awake, no harm will be done. God will protect you. He's got you covered. So that is uh, the quote that really, 
was the uh, the forest fire <laughs> that started this whole series. You have to go back and look at the other four pieces. It was uh, parts of the series is amazing. And there's artwork that represents all sessions. So Psalm 34 and 7, we was there last week. I just want to retouch on it again a little bit this week uh, in our initiation of this part five. But Psalm 34, verse set, 1 through 7, I will, look at this, those first two words, I will. You have to will. One part of your greatest part of the protection aspect of God that he brings us is to make sure that you have a will that goes forward, that I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. It says, I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. Like we said, this series is high power protection, the force field of favor, and one most critical element of the force field of favor is to continually to speak of the grand glories of God, no matter what your situation is. The ushering of his name, the praising of his presence in every situation that you have is a force field of favor that comes to you because as you declare his name, demons tremble and flee. My God. Oh, I'm just going on. It's on fire today. Look at this. Verse 2. Here's another part of it. In Psalm 34 and 7. I'm reading from the Living Bible. I will boast of all his kindness to me. Look at this. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Look at this. I'm Just because we're boasting about God and his goodness is not mean we're bragging. We are boasting so that we can bring a whole domino effect of people boasting about God instead of being discouraged about their situations. Oh, that's good, David. You know, the writer of this message. Verse 3. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. Exalting God. Getting unified. Like the scripture, so one scripture says, one will chase a thousand, two will put ten thousand to flight. When we unify, that force field of favor continues to get thicker, wider, bigger, and better. <laughs> In our urban uh, ebonics speaking here. Um, verse four, I cried unto him, and he answered me, and freed me from all my fears. Number one, when you're going through something, stop being quiet. Stop being depressed. Stop being silent and letting the enemy take torment over your brain. Speak. Cry out to God in your situations. You know, no matter what comes, you know, human, we talked about that. Amygdala last week, about how that element of the brain that God put into us in our natural design is the part that will make you either fight or fear a situation. So when you cry out to God, all you're doing is activating that fighting resistance power of Christ in you. He will have you to resist these situations and these darknesses that try to come and overtake your life. Come on. Come on. Open your mouth and cry out unto the Lord. Hallelujah. It's all good, man. Come on. Come on. Don't be silent all in the corner in the, in the dump. Oh, the enemy love for you to be quiet and just be silent because then he kind of trying to terrorize your mind. Unless you think you're not worth something and all this and that. Open your mouth. Let the Lord know what is going on, okay? Verse, and he already knows, but once you hear it and you declare God's word, you declare his name, you begin a whole command structure 
in the angelic host to come to war on your behalf. Prophet Shante. We open up our mouths because mouths release sound and sound is frequency and frequency is what changes the environment. Yes. And oh, like she, what she said. Open your mouth, release a sound, release a frequency that makes the devil flee and his forces. All right. Look at this. Verse five. Others were too radiant at what he did for them. Theirs were no downcast look of rejection. So we got to stop this woe is me. I got to look sad. I got to look homely. I got to look like, like, you know, like I'm a frog on a log. That is not the essence of what God has for us. No matter what that situation is, you stick your chest out. You know who your father is and you get radiant in that situation. That confuses the adversary. When people coming at you like the Supreme Court justice we have, when people were coming at her with all that mess, you know, a tear may have shed, but she kept her composure. She remained radiant in her expression. So if you really want an example of that, think about what just happened on this past Thursday. All right. In the United States of America. Verse 6. This poor man cried unto the Lord. The Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. When you open your mouth, the Lord hears you and say, he doesn't just hear you. A lot of people say, I hear you, I hear you, but he don't do nothing to support you. Whereas the Lord, he will hear you and he will save you from that situation that you're dealing with. Amen. Humans love lip service. I hear you, man. I hear you, bro. I hear you, sis. I hear you. And they just all that's where it ends. And you're still in a rut. God ain't like that. Thank God God's ways are so much higher than our ways as humans, okay? Verse 7, for the angel of the Lord guards and rescues all who reverence him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Prophet, go ahead. Speak now. Come on. Come on. Come on. I just want to read those, those four verses again out of the message for somebody who needs another round, another dose mm. to understand. He said, God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. Mm. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out and God got me out of a tight spot. Mm. God's angel sets up a circle of protection around us while we pray. While we pray. Look at that. A circle of protection, the force field of favor, the high power protection of God. Think about it. You got angels. The angels of God have more intelligence, more armor, more power, more authority than any human weapon that ever existed in humanity. At any time in, hum in human history. So that is what goes around you when you cry out. God sends his guard. He sends his sentinels. If you were studying with us earlier in earlier um, episodes of this, you will understand what that means. Now, let me tell you this. This fear that a lot of people deal with, it's a human emotion. We all deal with it. But we got to understand that fear is not just limited to physical harm. 
It's not just limited to physical violence. Fears can come in many different directions. You know, um, I, I'm a businessman, so I love business. And one thing, when you're in business, you have to denounce fear continuously. And some things, if you look at the Business Insider, um, there are seven areas that we must fear not. Like we said in our earlier series, like, you know, we talked about uh, Elisha and his servant, fear not for they that are with us are more than they that are with them. We have to understand that when we go out and carry out and do what God has given us to do and be who God has called us to be, we can't be walking around fearful, man. If you understand what's at your disposal, not at your disposal, but at your service, you will not be fearing like how the world will fear. Okay, look at this. People have fear of criticism. Many people are afraid to live their dreams for fear of what others would say about them. You need to denounce it because there are dreams that the Lord has given to us. They have given to you and you have to stop this fear factor that is, that is hindering what God wants to do to expand his kingdom. And he's doing it through you. If you cry out, speak out, let the Lord know he will save you. What is he saving you from? He's saving you from paralysis. He is saving you from procrastination. He is saving you from poverty because the dreams that God give, the things that God provides for us to do, he has resources for us to accomplish it. So stop fearing what the potential words of others would be. Release those fears to God. Cry out to the Lord in the situation that you're dealing with. If you got to take an exam, if you got to go through a class, whatever it may be, if you have to go sign up, you know, uh, uh, establish a bank account or get a, a corporate identity account on the name or whatsoever, stop fearing. God has angels out there working on behalf of what you're doing. Do not fear poverty. So many people think that if I do this, I'm going to lose everything. I'm, oh my, I'm, oh my, I'm going to lose it all. I, I, and you know, you want to, be, you feel uncomfortable. You finally got to a place in life where you feel comfort and whatsoever. You feel like if you're going to go out and do what God's give you to do, that you're going to wind up being poverty stricken or whatsoever, or not have resources to handle and deal with your life. Believe this. Understand that God is not a God of poverty. He's a God of riches and wealth. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Go ahead, prophet. And if you come into a circumstance where you lose it all, God is greater than your loss. Right. He can rebuild your life back better than you ever imagined. Oh, my God. So many people, so many business leaders who have went out and they have carried out their vision and they wound up having some kind of uh, hiccup in the situation, but the hiccups were just setups. Even in Prophet Shantae and I, our lives, when God calls to move from one part of the nation to a way another part of the nation because of dreams he gave us, it was very difficult at first. But what happened was God sustained us 
And he carries out everything he said he would do. And we're like shocked. We're doing better now than we've done in any other phase of our lives because we stepped out in the promise. Got rid of those fears. Yeah, war come. Yeah, darkness came. Yeah, demons tried to show their face. But guess what? God showed his. The demons had to flee. Okay? Stop fearing old age or death. We feel like we're too old or we're too far along to do this and do that. Like I'm a part of a fitness group. Um, and one thing that amazes me is that so many people in there over 50 years old, which is my category, um, so many over 50, some even over 60, who just started a fitness journey and they look like they're in their 20s or 30s because they got rid of the fear that they're too old to move their body or to do something or to take care of their health. So we got to stop fearing that we can't do this or we can't do that. Amen. I appreciate one of the brothers I, I I really respect very highly down in what in Crawfordville or Wakulla, Florida, in that area, um, who's got on his fitness journey and doing goblet squats and other things. I am so excited for that brother. I am rooting on him all the way. You know, just because the body, people want to give you these, these antidotes based on imagination of, oh, when you get old, or this is going to happen, or that's going to happen, or something's going to do this. Get rid of them fears. God made you walk in wisdom, but don't walk in fear, all right? Look at this. People fear failure. They feel like if we go on this venture, if we go do this thing, that people are going to ridicule us because they say, oh, that was never going to work. Oh, my God. Let people... Keep their imaginations to themselves. Mm -mm. Let people keep their imaginations, their, their fearful imaginations to themselves. You don't let that come into the force field of your life. You got angels around you to whack down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I'm getting ahead of myself. Come on. Come on here now. We got to stop being fearful of offending others because everybody swear that they want to be the CEO of your personal life. My God. You are the CEO of your personal life. And the Lord God, Jehovah, is your chief investor. Stop letting non-buying participants direct how you lead your life. Listen, I'm going to have to go back to that. You are the CEO of your life and God is your chief investor. Stop letting people who are not invested in your life make the decisions for your life. How many people have turned their life over to non-investors. Mm. And then they wonder why their life is not yielding a divine return. Come on. Come on. Stop fear of looking foolish. I'm telling you, when the Lord told me to, this was back in 1996. He told me for a year and a half, resign from your job. I'm like, man, I can't resign. I, it took me four years out of college to get to this point. I finally got to the point where I'm to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and ramen noodles because of the recession and all the stuff and racism and people don't want black 
creators um, in their firms and stuff. It was such a hard time in my life. But God said, resign from this place. I just got to a place where I was comfortable, where I could pay everything without they had money left over. God said, resign. People thought I was a fool. But it took a year and a half. When I put that resignation letter out there, I'm not saying for you to resign from your job or your situation. Seek God. Seek your legal counsel. Seek your uh, uh, multiple counselors if you want to do something and leech, launch out. Please. All right. I'm talking about my personal life. Now, what happened was people thought I was foolish. God said to move. When I made that resignation letter, there was a release coming out of my, uh, even a physical release that came out of my body. All the anxieties, all the fears, all the frustration, all the pent up stuff that was in me for several years, from anger and frustration and all the stuff that goes on when you, you when you're the subject of racism and all that stuff and and people trying to block you and, and blackball you and stuff. God said, do it. And when I went out and started going on my own and doing things, people thought I was just sleeping in my house for years. They thought I was just sitting there just just being a lazy you know, welfare man or something like that. I was in there researching. I was in there praying to God. I was in there getting divine instructions from God. I was there perfecting my skill sets. Um, I was there developing client skills. I was, and I was breaking out of uh, social um, statuses that were limited in my life because I was more of an introvert. And God had me to start opening up and be more flowery and dealing with people. Man, all that stuff that I went through in those years, early years of entrepreneurship, is what has been the superpowers of my experience now. So if you get rid of the fears, you are going to supercharge your life when you remove the fears out of your life. Because when you remove the fear, you take away the blockages for the gasoline to get into. Fear is like not opening up the gas tank when you're at the gas station. Yeah, that's fresh off the Holy Spirit. Fear blocks the fuel to faith. Fear blocks the fuel to faith. Get rid of the fear. Open up. Receive the resource that God has. And have the power to room on into where you got to go. All right? Look at this. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 14, verse 1 through 3. I want to read that um, with you. Um, oh, this is going to be good. I'm not going to get that far today off of this. It's going to... Y'all got to come back next week too. But anyway, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 through 3. I saw this in a whole different way um, in my studies. It says, verse 1, go after a life of love as if your life depended on it. Because it does. Mm -hmm. Give yourselves to the gifts God gives you. Mm -mm. Most of all, try to proclaim his truth. If you praise him in the private language of tongues, God understands you, but no one else does. For you are sharing intimacies just between you and him. But when you proclaim truth in everyday speech, when you proclaim truth in everyday speech, you're letting others in on the truth so they can grow and be strong and experience his presence with you. Oh, I never saw it like that before. Oh my God. Prophet, preach now. Whew. Wow. I never saw it like that. And so, 
in your life, you proclaim the truth by giving yourself to the gift God gives you. <laughs> People can see the truth of God by how invested you are and how you pursue the gifts in you that God gave to you. People can see God through your everyday speech mm. that allows other people in on the truth so they can grow and be strong and experience his presence with you. St. Francis of Assisi said it this way, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Mm. So do you mean to tell me that the person who only prays in their private language gets a lot out of it, but they don't let others in on the truth? Mm, 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 mm. God understands them. They're spiritual, but nobody else understands them. Right. They're spooky. Listen, let me just say this here real quick. We have to understand that private mm -hmm. interpretation is important. We have to get a vision, but we can't keep on being private with the vision. Mm -hmm. You have to declare it so and communicate it so people can understand and see the gift of God in you being manifest. Don't just share the vision, but share what God has surrounding the vision. You got the vision, you are the resource, God gives you gifts, use those gifts with the vision, and then you have manifestation. There's a whole community of God's resources that are lined up, marching forward, based on your declaration. Go after a life of love as if life depended on it because it does. Your life depends on you exercising your gifts. That is love. I'm going to get all in your face. Like a coach. Like, come on. Man, let me tell you something. When I got through cancer and God miraculously healed me from that and I had to go through some a period of recovery, God sent to me an NFL linebacker. 300, over 300 pounds, lifting 400 pounds overhead. That's how strong he was. I was a little, a little twig. People swore I wouldn't last with him, working out with him. God sent him to me. He was an angel to my life. I worked out with him for six years, gained 70 plus pounds. Shocked the whole entire gym and got respect because I was able to release the fears of not being able to be physical again and got physical with the most physical person that was in there and blew many personal records in my life. Look at this. Your leadership is protected so you can protect the community. The whole community is around me. When I was going through that, even now today, they get protected from walking in the life of fear. When I had the surgeries and had other stuff, even when I had shoulder surgeries and hip replacement stuff, people said, you know what? If you can take care of your health and come back and be strong as you are, I know I can too. 
So there's a gift that God has given me in being physical and being fitness. And that's just one component. Look at this. Do not hoard the bounty of God for yourself. Many people like to speak in tongues. And I, I, I will call that secret society groups or secret groups or whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure of the right terminology. Don't let your gifts be a secret. The world needs to hear what you have to release from heaven that's assigned to you by your chief investor, Prophet. I was having a conversation yesterday about this thing about when we know something or someone is good rather than us telling other people, and this is human nature, rather than us telling other people how good that person is, mm -hmm. we hold the goodness of that person or that information many times to ourselves. Why? Because we don't want to share. And sometimes we do the same thing with God. We know God's goodness. Mm -hmm. We've seen God work in our life. We have that close relationship or intimacy with him. And for some reason, we've gotten it into our minds that if God helps you, he's not going to be able to help me. Mm. But God does not run out of the mm. abundance. There's mm. enough God for everybody mm. to have and experience the fullness of him. Yes. So we can't hold him in. Yes, God is precious to us. Yes, we might be developing that relationship with him, but at the same time, let's not hoard how good we know God is. Mm. Let's share that goodness. Tell somebody. When you see that something is good, you do one of two things. You either tell the world or you decide this is too good. I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> so we got to make the decision to be of the first mind mm. that this is too good. I can't keep it to myself. That's good. See, and like the last part of that phrase, uh, uh, verse three, it says that when you proclaim his truth in everyday speech, you're letting others in on the truth so that they can grow and be strong and experience God's presence with you. Mm -hmm. So it's not exclusive it is inclusive. We don't have the corner market on God. I'm going to say that again. God dispels spiritual elitism by allowing himself to be available to all mankind. Mm. Not just a few. And let me tell you, I'm going to turn the corner on you. Hold on to your seat. Because here we're finna go. This things we're sharing out of 1 Corinthians 14 about proclaim his truth in everyday speech. Let others in on the truth and let they can grow and be strong and experience God's presence and bounty with you. That is the very antithesis to the American dream and colonialism. Mm -hmm. Because the framers of the Constitution were aggressively divided especially about bloodthirsty power, support of oppression, 
and slavery. They wanted to have all the goods owned to a certain group of people. Women weren't included. If you weren't non-melanated or very lowly melanated, you were included. But if you were more than the paper bag experience, you can understand what that is. One drop of black blood. You were not included in the bounty, in the gift, in the resource. That's not how this nation was founded. It's anti-God. God is a God to want to include people and to empower people not to hoard stuff for themselves at the expense of others. The angelic allies of God, the power of God, is there to abolish oppression and self-centered power. What that is, is Luciferianism. We got to understand. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Okay, stay with me now. Stay with me. I know y'all like, oh my, what are you talking about? <laughs> God is here to empower us beyond our wildest imaginations. Our psyche, our subconscious has been seared by institutions of this world to make us feel like we can't accomplish something because of who we are. That is slavery. Look at this. First, Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 4 out of the Living Bible. Verse 3, this is Paul talking. I, lo I, mean, I love this. Uh, 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 oh, this. Uh, let me read it. It is true that I am ordinary human being, but I don't use human plans and methods to win my battles. I use God's mighty weapons, not those made by men, to knock down the devil's strongholds. Okay, verse five, these weapons can break down every proud argument against God and every wall that can be built up to keep men from finding him. With these weapons, I can capture rebels and bring them back to God and change them into Men whose heart's desire is obedience to Christ. Either you're gonna be either you're gonna be oppressed and subservient in how the world wants you to be, or you can be free and empowered and break down walls and share the bounty and the glory of God to all, so that everyone can win. All we do is win. My my wife would say. Prophet Shante would say. The high power protection of God is around you for freedom, not bondage. You will see magnificent strongholds developed even in the name of God that are totally against God. Systems of this world if you, I'm telling you, if you look at the Supreme Court, we just saw this last couple of weeks or last few weeks of what that experience was. We had a first time African-American female 
being nominated to ascend to the highest court in the land, or quote-unquote, the world, to make decisions and rulemaking. Look at the level of strongholds that came against her excellent life of humble service and gifted service. And they still said no. Mm -hmm. And they still said no. Oh, you're good and qualified, wonderful and everything, everything, but we just don't want you. That is how the world system works because they don't want inclusion. They want to hoard for themselves. That is why the first 115 um, Supreme Court justices have not been black females. And we have two black males that have come in out of 115. So we can understand something. There are limits that the world tries to declare upon the subconscious of humanity. But God is there to break down those strongholds. And Romans 8, 14 and 15, I'm going to read this, and I'm, just, I, I'm about to blow up here. I'm telling you, God is awesome. First, Romans 8, 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And we should not be cringing, fearful slaves, but we should behave like God's very own children, adopted into the bosom of his family and calling to him, Father, Father. For the Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our hearts and tells us that we are really God's Children, listen, listen, listen. This is something God had me to really look at, and maybe I'll do another series on this. But every angelic battle has a common denominator when you look through scriptures. Every single angelic battle, we're talking about high power protection, the force of God, the army of God that's there to help us and to bring a force field of favor to us. There is one common denominator all throughout biblical history and even up to today that is what this whole thing is about. The common denominator of this angelic forces is to bring freedom to the child of God. It's to bring freedom. It is to bring freedom, not oppression. Moses was there to free God's people from oppression and bondage. Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman were there, empowered by the angelic forces of God to free people from oppression. Because the systems of the world, all they want to do is try to, to oppress the heart and soul of those who are, you know, who want to be free from and, and express themselves as God would give to them. That's why we have to get rid of fear. Once you, once you get rid of fear, I was going back and forth with my one of my former uh, pastors and extremely wonderful leaders about when you get into a room, stand, you know, believe that God sent you there. I think that's what she said, and I'll tell you that thing just stirred my heart so much. You have to understand that. Even in my career, in my life, there are so many rooms I've gone into where people believe that should not be there because on program, superficial, 
foolish, non-realistic systems that have been ushered and seared into the conscious of Western civilization. So what has happened is, I go in there, understand that I'm a child of God, get rid of the fear of people who want to feel like they want to intimidate me. Get rid of the fears of those insecure about someone like a big, tall black man being in the room, just be plain, and release the gifting in what God has. And when it is released and you stand tall and don't cast away your confidence, I have seen God just totally earthquake conference rooms. Listen here. There were some notes that, oh, uh, I'm telling you, I'm feeling, I, I hope y'all are getting some out of this today. I hope you're getting some out of this today because I am on fire. The, uh, this is good. But I want to give you some excerpts from um, some scripture, some, some teachings I did back in 2020. Uh, there were some things God gave me about restorative searching and rescue, how to restore your heart and soul and your existence so that you can do what God gives. Look at this. Look at this. Like I said, every angelic battle was about freedom for the children of God. God's creation or his bride, as I would say. And that bride, the bride, the true bride of Christ may seem like a traitor to American capitalism. Mm -hmm. The true bride of God may seem like a traitor to American capitalism and its connective genetic strands of slave trading. There is no capitalism without enslavement. Every aspect of capitalism and every aspect of the uber wealthy in America and the Western civilization has, has had the foundation of oppression. The bride of Christ is there to break oppression and has the force of heaven to go with them to break oppression and exclusion. Now, one great example of someone who walks in a fearless manner is one of the, I uh, love this lady. Her name is Jane Elliott. I want you to look her up. She's an internationally known teacher, lecturer, and um, she's a diversity trainer. Um, she's received awards from the National Mental Health Association, um, has excellence in education awards. What she does, she exposes prejudice and bigotry. And what she does expose is irrational class systems based on arbitrary factors. What happens is the adversary of, of God wants to put out, wants the world, uses the tool of worldliness to bring arbitrary factors to exclude you from greatness. To make you feel as if you're inferior. The force of God, the high power protection of God, is here to help us break free from the bands of oppression that have permeated Western civilization and world civilization, but mostly Western civilization. Okay? I said this, I said this all the time. The one word that I cast out of my vocabulary when it comes down to my human existence 
is the word minority. I am not a minority. I am a child of God, and nothing of God is minor. So we have to break down these strongholds and these strong towers that we seem to want to adopt because our prevalent society has these in place like an engine. We're here to break that down, and we have the force of God to break that down. Look at this. This is what... I love what Jane Elliott does. What she does is she's, you know, and LeBron Christ does as well. And what we really need to be doing is to lead people to discovery and rescue and empowerment. Education, leading out of ignorance. Leading out of ignorance. Leading out of systems that have said that you are only worth this or you're only that, or you only deserve to be on that level. And if you try to ascend to another level, you know, we're not letting you in. Well, God knows how to break things wide open. He broke open the Red Sea. He held the sun still for Joshua. He took down walls of walls that were fortresses, like the walls of China, and just made them fall down just by playing a trumpet. <laughs> Think about playing music and walls fall down. Come on. We serve the same God. All the forces that try to oppress you are no forces for God. The Lord's given me this thing where I know many of us have seen, I may be aging myself, but I know many seen Indiana Jones, right? The whole series with Harrison Ford. Um, like Lord keeps giving me this kind of typology that like this Indiana Jones rescue and bring justice. He was there to bring rescue and justice to societies who were inferior or deemed inferior. Basically, he was like a deliverer. Most, Noah, Joseph, Noah, Joseph, Moses, Christ, and, and us are deliverers. We are here. God gives us vision to help set people free. Your gift, your talent, your skill, your power. So that's why you can't walk. If you walk in fear, think about people who need you to unlock their lives. That's why we can't be limited in fear. Prophet. And to be clear, all of us have a gift. Mm -hmm. All of us are interlocking pieces of a divine puzzle. So we can't just look to one segment of the population and say all of the unlocking is on them. But there's something in every single one of us. Someone needs what you have. And you can't just look around you and say, well, they've got it, but I don't. We are all interlocked pieces mm. to the same divine puzzle. And the sooner we understand that we each have something to contribute to this puzzle, the better off this entire society will be. You said something about we're not the minority. We are, in fact, the global majority. 
So do you know where you fit? Do you know what God is calling you to do in this hour? And are you willing to be honest with yourself about what the fear is that's holding you back? Because you have to start with honesty first. And let's go to Jeremiah chapter 22, verses 3 through 5. I'm also reading this from the um, Living Bible. And this is the pro oh, these words are so powerful. Um, I pray you're being blessed today because, oh my God, this is such an powerful message, empowering message. Uh, Jeremiah 22, verse 3. The Lord says, be fair-minded. Do what is right. Help those in need of justice. Quit your evil deeds. Protect the rights of aliens and immigrants, orphans and widows. Stop murdering the innocent. Verse 4. Oh God. If you put an end to all these terrible deeds you are doing, then I will deliver this nation and once more give kings to sit on David's throne and there shall be prosperity for all. This is the message to America. This is the message of Western civilization. This is the message for the body of Christ to help those in need of justice. Look at this. God will cause the spiritual towering Babylon, as I would call it, to tumble and fall because of the high power protection released on behalf of his children. Now, where I come on spiritual Babylon? Spiritual Babylon is a system of oppression that is global. Babel, the root of Babylon, is the Hebrew word for Belial, which means to confuse or to confound. A confused noise made by a number of voices. Okay? So, Understand this. Prophet, you can say? Revelations 19. No, excuse me, Revelations 18, okay? And before I go there, I'm going to read verse 1 through 6. But Babylon, if I would explain this, is and was a former superpower and a metaphor for the kingdom of darkness. It is compromise of nations that try to overthrow God and to that hate God's holy nation. The mission of Babylon is to confuse and to confound and to thwart the truth of creation, God's holiness, and to permanently frustrate God's children. So, when I say this, Babylon, I'm going to read this verse, Revelation 18, and then we'll pause for today. Revelation 18, 1 through 6. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, possessing great authority. Look at this. Great authority. The earth was illuminated with his splendor and radiance. 
And he shouted with a mighty voice, fallen, fallen, surely to be destroyed is Babylon the Great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a dungeon haunted by every unclean spirit, a prison for every unclean and loathsome bird. For all the nations have drunk from the wine and passion of her immorality, and the kings and political leaders of the earth committed immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth and economic power of her luxury. I have heard another voice from saying, Come out for her, my people, so that you will not be a partner in her sins and receive her plagues for her sins. Have piled up high as heaven, and God has remembered her wickedness and times and crimes. Okay? Repay to her even as she's repaid others, and pay back to her double for in the course of what she has done. Okay? Which she makes a double portion of justice for her. Listen. One thing I want to tell you, the system of Babylon is there to try to oppress us. Western civilization is full of things that try to oppress people who are gifted, people who have vision, people who want to do things for God. We're even seeing now where these major institutions, these leaders are beginning to fall, and these whole cults, as we would call it, are being dismantled. Because God has his angelic forces at work because of those who are gifted and vision and following his will so that there can be freedom from oppression. So let me tell you something. I'm close out for today. High power protection, the force field of favor. And God has given us freedom and not oppression. So get rid of the fears. Start walking in the freedom God has ordained for us to have and help others to be freed from whatever is holding them back. So in that, I close. And I turn over to Prophet Shante. Amen. Amen. We thank God for the awesome, awesome word on today. We pray that you were blessed by what you heard, and I'm not going to uh, re-preach the word. I'm just going to ask you to denounce some things as we go into prayer. You can repeat after me. I denounce fear of my critics. I denounce fear of criticism. I denounce fear of poverty. I denounce fear of old age or death. I denounce the fear of failure. I will keep my imaginations strictly settled in what God has said. I will turn over my life to God who is my greatest investor. I release my fears to God. I am of the global majority because if God be for me, who can be against me? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy on today. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the truth of your word that continues to march on in us and through us. Thank you, Lord, that we will continue 
to rest in you, to abide in you, to allow you to guide us, Father, to lean into the gifts that you gave to us. Mm -hmm. So, Father, that we can communicate your truth through the gifts that you have given to us, that others may get in on the truth by how they see us living out the gifts that you placed on the inside of us, by how they see us communicating your truth in our everyday speech. Lord, let us not hide our light. Let us not hide who we are. But Father, let us be fully and openly and transparently in obedience and in faith and in love with you. Let us not keep you a secret, O oh God. Mm. But let us rest in the faith, in the truth of who you are. Let us trust in you and rely upon you. And Lord, let us allow those angels to do their work, to continue to build that force field of protection and favor around us. It is in your son Jesus' name that we pray and believe. Amen and amen.